You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner. One does not simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Yeah, Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? Now, don't be hasty, Master Miriado. Is this new devil right? All right, hello, and welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. Today we are discussing Return of the King, Book 5, Chapter 8, The Houses of Healing. I'm Caitlin, and I'm drinking my favorite red wine, and it's amazing. I'm Rachel. And it's gotten hot here the past couple days, and I am loving it. And I'm Emmy, and we just got a hammock today, so I also spent a large portion of my day sitting outside, and it was beautiful. I'm so sorry. Can you say that word one more time? Hammock? I think, yeah, that one. That's that's an interesting way of saying it. How do you say it? Hammock. Oh, Me sometimes too. I say it that way, too. I've literally never heard it with the emphasis at the end. It's like well, hammock versus hammock. Yeah. And and that's you. It's the latter one is what you do when you like tell mean things about the hammock. <laughs> you hammock it. <laughs> and on that note, how about we just jump into it? Sure. Um, Who's doing one? what? <laughs> I just get. What are you feeling? Do you want my ridiculous characters or my ridiculous short summary? I mean, I feel like you should lean into the characters. All right, I'll do it. I guess I I would like you match to match them so perfectly. I'd like to preface this by saying I had already started in on the wine when I wrote up these characters. So in this chapter, we have Mary, a sickly hobbit, needs healing. We have Pippin, a healthy hobbit, no healing needed. We've got Gandalf, a healthy, robust wizard, carries hobbits around. And Aragorn, a healer king, obviously needed in this chapter. Uh, We have Eowyn, a sickly human, needs healing. Eomer, a healthy human, no healing needed. Faramir. Sickly human. Needs healing. Imrahil. Healthy human. No healing needed. And then there's Denethor and Theoden. Dead humans. No healing needed for different reasons. <laughs> and then we have the Warden of the Houses of Healing, who is obviously Tolkien's self-insert, and that's why he doesn't get a name. And then we have Yorith, I'm going to go with. Yorith, yeah. Sounds good to me. Who is a healer lady. I... I kind of feel like she is the epitome of the word wife in the phrase old wives tales. Pretty much. You know? Hey. That's it. That's a good way to that's a good way to sum it up. So in this chapter, Aragorn says he will not enter the city, but then he does enter the city. And then he proves, you know, in pretty much every way that he is still our good old indecisive Aragorn, despite people now calling him king. And also, as you could probably figure from the characters, some folks get healed. Yeah. So uh, the chapter starts out back with Mary, 
aka in the middle of the battle. He's following the Rohirrim, who are carrying Theoden and Eowyn into the city. Uh, They put Eowyn onto some nice fluffy pillows, but Theoden's body gets covered in a cloth of gold and they carry torches around him all dramatically. But where did they get this cloth of gold? Did somebody, is somebody like the just in case the king dies, I'm packing the cloth of gold? Seems like a super pessimistic thing to put in your saddlebag. Also just like tempting fate. So I think they brought that cloth like when they got into the city. So I actually like picturing that they'd like had it up and put it in a Thor. And then they just like were like, oh shit, someone even higher ranking is dead now. And then they rip it off his body and bring it down. (laughs) I like that even better than my my sad view. Oh my god, that is too funny to be true, but I really wish it was. Yeah. Um so Mary just sort of keeps following, but no one no one has noticed that he was also fucked up by the Witch King, which is really sad. Poor Mary. Uh yeah, he he He's following them up the city, and he, while doing so, has a mental image that he's walking into a tomb where he'll stay forever. It's real dark. Damn. So poetic. Yeah. Oh, this chapter is the poetry chapter. I mean, it's all poetry. Um, But at that moment, Pippin finds Mary, and, you know, I kind of cried a little bit over their reunion. It's Aww. real nice. Your heart isn't as black as you would have us believe. I mean, I didn't actually <laughs> cry because I don't cry, but... Oh. You know, I metaphorically cry. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. I retract my previous statement about <laughs> your black heart. It is, Thank of you. course. Thank you. As black as can be. <laughs> but yeah, Mary had just sort of gotten lost while in his vision state, and so everyone was out searching for him, but it was Pippin who found him. Yay! Yeah. There's a little line in there um, while they're, you know, meeting up where Pippin says that uh, so many dreadful things have happened in the city, Mary, that one poor hobbit coming in from the battle is easily overlooked. And Mary replies, it's not always a misfortune being overlooked. I was overlooked just now by, no, no, I can't speak of it. And I love this because it's like, you know, being overlooked, let Mary stab the witch king and made it possible to kill him. But he still got dosed with, you know, some of that pure evil and no one even noticed him enough to help. Both a Ugh, blessing and a curse. Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And at this point, uh, Mary can't use his arm and he keeps sort of fading into darkness. Yeah. And Pippin keeps trying to cheer him up and keep good spirits, but he's actually so worried about his good friend. Yeah. That's yeah. so cute. Um, yeah. Pippin, Pippin tries to lead slash half carry Mary to the houses of healing, but it's slow going since Mary can barely walk. Uh, Pippin sees Burgil, Baragon's son, Burgil. We never decided, did we? No, we Whatever. did not. Yeah. Go with what your heart tells um, you, your black, black heart. See, I feel like it's Burgil, <laughs> but I would rather say Burgil because it's like Virgil. So we're I'm going with, with Burgil, um, who's uh, not dead. He and his dad are both Yay. not dead. I mean, Baragon's a murderer, but, you know, not dead. <sighs> Only little murder. <laughs> a little bit of murder. Yeah, Virgil's um, yeah, running errands for the healers. Uh, so Pippin asks Virgil to tell Gandalf where they are, and uh, Gandalf shows up in short order. I do feel like Gandalf has become like Pippin's errand right. boy. <laughs> Just Pippin's errands sometimes it's a seem to, yeah, seem a little bit more important than most other people's yep. errands. Yeah, yeah. Gandalf gotta go save Faramir. Gandalf gotta come save Mary. Gandalf gotta go find a king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gandalf. Um. He sort of 
talks up how awesome Mary is, saying that he should have been born in honor into the city. Uh, but he also turns it into gloating and is basically like, uh, I told you so to Elrond about, you know, he's being like, yeah, I told you the hobbits needed to be part of the company. I love this because Elrond yeah. isn't even there, you know, and he's still like, <laughs> yeah, bitch, I was right. And honestly, I'd I do mean, the exact yes. same thing. He's definitely going to write Elrond a letter. Oh, he probably yeah. pointed shortly. northward while he said it. <laughs> and Elrond could just feel it yep. in his soul. His ears were burning. Yeah. Look, if anyone could, it's Gandalf and Elrond. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, this is true. This is true. Uh, so Faramir and Eowyn and Merry are all laid out together in the Houses of Healing. But um, despite their, their ability in the Houses of Healing to heal literally anything except old age, apparently... It's kind of implied. Um, it was kind of hmm. crazy. They're like, yeah, they cured everything yeah. but old age. Which Wait is a second. Great, I guess. I assume this is like... That's a lot. Before syphilis? <laughs> there was no time before syphilis. <laughs> I, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess despite all that, um, they're slipping away. Mary and Eowyn to the Black Shadow and Faramir is burning with fever. Uh, so, yeah. Eorith, the oldest woman among the healers, which, you know, I mean, it's obviously, it's like, oh, you know, they're the healer woman, but it's an actual woman, so I'll take it. She has a name and she talks. Yep. I know. And she knows more, yeah. knows things. Yeah, she knows the most important she things. She has actual, She yeah, she has a useful thing to add to this mm -hmm. chapter. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, you know what? There's technically two women in the room in this chapter. Uh, we don't see them talk to no, each other. No, we definitely though, don't, but... That's a shame. Still probably, you know, the best we've gotten in Tolkien. <laughs> Other than, obviously, the uh, Silmarillion, where there were five billion people in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> but but the women never spoke uh, in the Silmarillion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, unless... Well, very rarely yeah. did they. I can think of two. <laughs> um, and one of them, I mean, what's her face... Killed herself and incest and, you, you know, know, she had problems. Um, starts with an M. No, Nerdinel, yeah. isn't it? I was, but I mean, I mean, Melian is there. She sort of speaks and Luthien speaks. Oh, that's true. We do see Melian talk to yeah. Luthien. Whoa. Whoa. Doesn't break the Bechdel test, though. Probably not. Does it? I'm pretty sure they're talking about a guy. Yeah, they're probably talking about a guy. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, Eorith takes a moment to sigh dramatically and wistfully wish there was a king because it was once said that the hands of the king are the hands of a healer. Uh, and Gandalf basically says, hold my beer, and runs off. <laughs> uh, so cut back to Aragorn and Eomar and Imrahild, just three royal bros at the end of a battle. Uh, Aragorn is still a drama queen, and he states that it may cause turmoil for him to enter the city now in the midst of battle after it's been in the hands of the stewards for so long. Uh, Aemir is like, uh, you know you're flying that obvious banner, right? Like, it's right there. Uh, but obviously the time isn't right. Come on, Aemir. Uh, <laughs> I haven't decided quite yet. I have to have one more day of complete indecision. Thank you yeah. very much. Don't take my indecisiveness away from me, you horse lord son of a bitch. The one thing he's decided on is to be indecisive. Exactly. Uh, Imrahil does actually agree, though, because Denethor is proud, a.k.a. a dick, and Imrahil doesn't know he's dead yet. 
I'd completely forgotten about that. Like, I always forget. I don't know what it is about Lord of the Rings in particular, but I always forget that the characters aren't reading the chapters the same yeah. way we are. I don't know. So whenever somebody else learns information that we knew that they didn't know every single time, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, the biggest one is yet to come. I'm going to save telling you my reaction from All when right. I was 13. About cool. That. Um, yeah. So Aragorn dramatically unmagical girl transforms himself. He, <laughs> he furls yeah. the banner and removes his fancy stone and declares himself just a ranger once more. And then in rides Candel. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Aragorn? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, jump the gun. Pretty much. Uh, so yeah, Immerhill and Amor head into the city and go right to the hall of the tower looking for Denethor. Um, obviously, his chair is empty because he's dead. Uh, <laughs> and Theoden's <laughs> laid out there in full state looking dramatic and peaceful AF. You know, I, th I think we're meant to be like, yeah, he's, you know, in the halls of his father and he's at peace now. But everyone in this chapter is dramatic. <laughs> Uh, Imberhill asks where Denethor and Gandalf are and only gets an answer about Gandalf. Aomer uh, then asks where Eowyn is because shouldn't she be lying by Theoden? Uh, it's Aomer's lucky day because Eowyn isn't actually dead. He was just too busy going berserk to notice. I enjoy that Imberhill is the person who noticed this, but he didn't think uh, to mention yeah. it to Aomer. <laughs> what the heck is going on? Oh, everyone's so bad at talking. Like he couldn't, he couldn't had a have a quick yo, bro, your sis, she's totally alive. Yeah. Don't worry about nope. it. <laughs> Maybe he saw him going berserk and was like, oh, yeah. "This is good for us." Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it. Might never know when we might need that rage again. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyone's close to death though, so you know that that part sucks. But not dead yet. Hey. Uh, so they do. Uh, they go to the houses of healing to check on her and. Gandalf comes up to them with a mysterious gray cloaked stranger in tow. Who could it be? Oh my god. Do, 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 do. Uh, Gandalf gives the full update on Denethor being dead and Faramir being wounded by an evil dart. Imrahil is real sad that both Gondor and Rohan lost their lords in one day and wonders if they should send for Aragorn. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny because I remember reading that, but <laughs> yep. he's standing right yep. there. You stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm so well, sorry. I think it's supposed to be he's changed so dramatically. Otherwise, I really don't understand No, what's I think happening. he's just a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> sorry, Imrahel. I mean, he didn't tell he didn't tell Amor his sister was alive. He doesn't recognize the King of Gondor yep. staring him in the face. Have they met uh, before? <laughs> yeah, they just rode in together, basically. Okay. But like, did he? Was it? I can't remember. Was it like, no, like hi, I'm Aragorn? Like they literally the had the conversation about why Aragorn shouldn't go into the city, and Aragorn, you know, dekingified just oh, yeah. like three minutes ago. No, see, that was so long ago that I already forgot they had that conversation before Aragorn changed his mind. Oh, God. I assume Aragorn has his elven cloak on, and that's He does have his elven cloak was. on. You mean he looked like a rock? Yeah. Or? Exactly. Um, you know, it makes God. them kind of yeah. unnoticeable. No, they do, they do mention it's the magic cloak, but yeah, still. This is your best good friend, Imrahil. From yeah. the... Battle, Battle Bros. Field. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, it is, of course, Aragorn, and our drama boy pipes up, because, you know, it is silly. 
<laughs> he's still not uh, officially here in a kingly capacity at this point, though. Uh, he actually gives charge of the city to Immerhill for now, which seems like a real dumb idea after he didn't didn't tell Immer <laughs> and didn't recognize the king. I mean, if if Immerhill weren't a stupid son of a bitch, it would seem like a really good idea. And like Aragorn was trying to be. Trying to come in in a peaceful way and not in a, your city is mine, fuckers, way. (laughs) What kind of way? Your city is mine, fuckers. Yeah, that sounds like Aragorn. Yep. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely the vibe he gives off. It's such a decisive vibe. Remember when he unfurled his banner (laughs) in the pitch black so no one could see it? Uh, Majestic. Oh, no, wait. This is why him and Emeril are best <laughs> bros. They're both so stupid well. sons of bitches. Uh, yeah. Uh, Aragorn also dramatically states that um, it is his counsel that Gandalf should rule us all in the days that follow and in our dealings with the enemy. I wonder if Gandalf <laughs> was okay with that. Like, uh, bro, I, I'm kind of interested in going home now that, uh, well... Saron's not yeah. defeated yet. But and you know I think that's saying. what matters is that they're like, yeah, Gandalf needs, we, we need to listen to Gandalf until we've, you know, won this whole thing. But, um, but it, it, yeah. <laughs> like, first it sounds like Aragorn is just trying really hard to make any decisions. It does. I think, I don't understand people who think that uh, Aragorn is this, you know, great leader right away. Like, why yeah. should he be? I don't know. But the- yeah. I don't know. I enjoy him. I like him a lot. I like that he has all this indecision. But almost everything I read about Aragorn is like a great decisive leader. And I'm like, we read two different or books. they only saw the movies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. Let's give off a little bit more of that vibe. Um, but yeah, no, the second thing I love about this is that it just sort of like it parallels um, with how Denethor's like greatest fear was like having like Gandalf trying to take over and you didn't want to listen to him. So I thought that was kind of cool that, you know, Aragorn's here like, no, like, Gandalf's the expert here. We should probably listen to him. Yeah. All right. So um, they all go in to the House of Healing and Pippin is there on guard and he cheerfully pipes up and greets Strider by that name. Uh, And he's very casual with him, which takes Imrahil aback. Uh, And Imrahil asks, uh, is it thus that we speak to our kings? Yet maybe he will wear his crown in some other name. And Aragorn is a drama boy and uh, gives himself yet another name, declaring, Verily, for in the high tongue of old I am Elisar, the Elfstone, and Enviniatar, the Renewer. Uh, And he (laughs) lifted his breast uh, to show the green stone that lay there. And... (laughs) I'm sorry, he lifted his breast? Oh, I know, what does <laughs> that even oh. look like? <laughs> lifted from his breast the green stone that lay there. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I would redo this whole thing, but it's going to be funny. Less anyway. dramatic. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes back to talking. But Strider shall be the name of my house, if that be ever established. In the high tongue it will not sound so ill. And Telconar I will be, and all the heirs of my body. Okay, cool, dude. Why so did you the, need another name, Aragorn? I guess all why? that to say, like all that to say that he's gonna be king, but he's gonna honor his humble beginnings with a brand yep. new <laughs> Elvish name. <laughs> well, we, he's called himself Elisar before. No, no it's hasn't the Telkinar. He? He's part. talked no, no, about yeah, it before, not that back part. in like the Telkinar. Oh well, yeah. that just means Strider. Yeah. So it's yeah. Well, it's I mean, the, they, just in Elvish. 
This is what. It, but why couldn't it be the house of Strider? Well, because well, like it could have been. He could have really had his humble well, beginnings. They do, they do. But no. Speak a version of Sindarin and Gondor, right? So yes, that's like their the native upper tongue. class does. Well, Clearly if you live in Gon- if you speaks. live in Gondor, yeah. <laughs> you are upper class uh, Gondor. Like if you live in the stone fortressy thing. <laughs> The city? I don't know. The White City? <laughs> yes, sure. Minas Tirith? <laughs> yes, thank you. Fuck. <laughs> if you live in that place with a bunch of rocks, then... Okay, so you know how I'm really bad with names and I forget them all the time? In this particular instance, I forgot that it even had its own oh, name. No. <laughs> My brain wasn't going in that direction at all. It was... Re- <laughs> Until you said Minas Tirith, I'd forgotten that those two words existed. <laughs> We thank the Swedish berries and also your wine for bringing us <laughs> <Yeah>. this, Caitlin. <laughs> uh, no sponsorship needed for this episode. <laughs> Just local so wine and to, we yeah. Canadian be candy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, Karen. So Caitlin doesn't know names. <laughs> this is not no, new. No, but that was really bad even for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it is. It was. Yep. yep. Uh, so Aragorn goes in and looks at the three sickos and... He asks Eorith if they have Athelas, a.k.a. Kingsfoil. Uh, Eorith comments that no, they don't, because she never heard of it having any great virtue. It's a weed, Aragorn. It's a weed. Uh. This city is too posh to have weeds. It's true. Yeah. That's basically what they say. Yeah, right? Like, it's not growing anywhere around there. Nothing else. They're just like, like, look at all the rocks we need here, King's Aragorn. Foil? We're, we're fucked yep. we're, if we need king's foil. Uh, so yeah, Aragorn orders her to scour the entire dang city to find some. Then they just sit dramatically over Faramir for a while, uh, commenting on how strong his will, his will must be to have resisted for so long. Uh, then the herb master comes, and I love that Caitlin described him as a Tolkien self-insert, because I described him as Tolkien making fun of academics here, which is probably the same thing. But literally, at one point, uh, Gandalf is like, oh, what does he say? Something about, you know, find me somebody who can actually get me these things and not tell me about them. And I'm like, that's, that's this entire <laughs> book series. Oh, my God. <laughs> and somebody talks about how it's so meaningless that he just keeps talking about what these words mean and blah, 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 blah. We don't need all this information. And I'm like, Tolkien, yeah. do you hear yourself? <laughs> are, are you are you listening to these words you that you were writing down? Yeah. yeah. No, it's great. I actually, I quote that line. So, um, yeah, no. Okay, great, great, No, great. so that's, you know, the herb master is all, oh, of course we don't keep that here. We only tend the most gravely hurt here. And this plant has no use, so we wouldn't have it. <laughs> I call bullshit on this because if there's anything I've learned from copious amounts of listening to the Sawbones podcast, it's that humans will try mm-hmm. fucking anything to see if it it's works. True. Before we understood how like diseases and shit works, mm-hmm. we would tie a chicken to our heads. And, I, I don't even think I'm making not, that one up. Yeah. You know, like we would do anything we would find anything and if it did something Mercury to us, we on like, everything. put it on everyone try it out we don't know exactly oh that made that person throw up give it to everyone <laughs> so i call bullshit on this somebody would have eaten it or something at some point unless unless the healing with the king's foil has to come directly from the king's hand and it's kind of magical i mean it sure may or may not be that i feel like if it was that though they would have leaned into it that's sort of tolkien's thing Special magical powers for special magical people. Yeah. Right. 
So if it is just the plant, bullshit, yeah. somebody would know. In, I, I would say Yorth would have a... But then we wouldn't get this whole exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then the Urbmaster throws shade at Yorth, uh, reciting with scorn a poem about Athelas, saying, only women bother to repeat it since there's no understanding it. There's, it has no meaning. What an asshole. Um, and it's, that's when the black breath blows and death's shadow grows and all lights pass. Come Athelas, come Athelas, life to the dying in the king's hand lying. See, especially with this poem, like bullshit. Yeah. You can't tell me they were trying. At, they weren't trying Athelas on everything. Yeah, just yeah. in case. Unless I guess maybe if the only thing it mm-hmm. heals is is the the Nazgul stuff, then I'm willing and, to I give mean, them a pass. I mean, that's kind of what it sounds like. That it has a very very specific use. But you can't tell me some nutter wasn't like experimenting with it in the back room. I mean, you probably, know? but it was probably a woman, and they didn't listen to her at one of the many houses of healing. Right, of course. When Fair. I say some nutter, I mean some woman having hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the nah. herb master writes it off as just a doggerel, garbled by the memory of old woman and probably meaningless. Uh, at which point Gandalf gets full snark and says, Then in the name of the king, go and find some old man of less lore and more wisdom who keeps some in his house. And it's great. <laughs> Good old Gandalf. Yep. Just, yep. Throwing shade. But still, like less lore and more wisdom. Yeah, these books. That's like a it's like constructive <laughs> criticism for it's the Lord of the Rings, burn. right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are rare. Uh, so Aragorn kneels beside Faramir, but he's not able to do much right now uh, until Virgil runs in with six dried Athelas leaves. He is oh, Virgil. He's the best. <laughs> I'm actually going to say right now that we did not include him in our characters at the top because he ruined my symmetry of one sick, one not sick. But uh, <laughs> yep, that was really the only reason that I didn't put him up there. Uh, we're, wow. we're dedicated to this, guys. When we have a shtick, we mm-hmm. stick to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Aragorn takes two leaves, crushes them, casts them into a bowl of steaming water. Uh, then he lets it steep for three minutes and has a nice cup of tea while everyone dies. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. It sounds like my type of time. Everyone's no, I can't make a joke about everyone dying. Right yeah, maybe maybe not right now. Mm. Um, no, uh, Aragorn does not make a cup of tea, even though it sounds like it. Uh, the leaves cast a refreshing fragrance, and um, this one for Faramir smells. Like a memory of dewy mornings of unshadowed sun in some land of which the fair world in spring is itself but a fleeting memory. So, you know, it smells like good shit. <laughs> yep. Much poetry. Very poetry. Wow. Yep. Much poem. <laughs> <laughs> Doge was just what a great internet meme. Like singularly <laughs> yes. maybe the greatest edition. Yeah. It, it just, it, it's so applicable to all things. To everything. Uh, so yeah, uh, Faramir wakes up uh, and calls Aragorn king, which causes Eorth to basically lose her shit fangirling. Uh, <laughs> uh, she also joins Gandalf in I told you sewing because, I mean, she did call it the hands of the king. Yep. Uh, anyway, this all results in the news being spread throughout the city that the king is back. Gasp. Wow. <laughs> Shock. Uh, next up is Eowyn, and they talk for a while, wondering, you know, where she began slipping into darkness. Aemer basically says he didn't notice until she first looked at Aragorn. 
Uh, and Gandalf takes it back further. And uh, curiously, he says some stuff that are lines given to Wormtongue in the movies. Uh, so, yeah, have you? Well, that's um, an interesting choice. They're on the special edition special features. That was an interesting sentence. Philip O'Boyan talks about how they gave it to Wormtail because they figured it wasn't important that Gandalf said that about her, but just that someone said it about mm-hmm. her. And that's sort of where they could work it in. Yeah. No, and it, and it, it fits because, you know timelines and stuff and also we weren't really gonna have a huge scene in the movies about standing over people making magic tea (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah so he he talks about you know eowyn being doomed to wait upon an old man and how it seemed so ignoble to her he also talks about how Wormtongue almost certainly had poisonous words for Eowyn as well as Theoden. Uh, and Gandalf says, you know, but who knows what she spoke to the darkness alone in the bitter watches of the night when all her life seemed shrinking and the walls of her bower closing in about her, a hutch to trammel some wild thing in. So good. It's so good. Also, another thing that seems like extra, extra relatable in the quarantine life. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just like Prison when your metaphors. world has just like so shrunk down and, you know, and I don't even have any like trauma I'm dealing with. Although, okay, uh, real, real moment here. I have heard like psychologists and stuff call like what is happening, forcing all of us to deal with some at least light trauma. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah, so. that That's more what I mean is that like I, I can relate to this while everything is okay for me and if you know for the people who are dealing with you know actual sickness and and grief gotcha gotcha gotcha, now how much worse it even gets you know and she's right she's dealing with theoden who's fading well you know she is a shield maiden of rohan wants to you know be out riding a horse and you know going on adventure and instead is pretty much literally trapped with a dying man but a, a dying man who she does love right 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 and so it, i i can it's so complicated for her i'm sure when she was when she was there because i'm sure she wanted to as we saw she wanted to save and protect Theoden, mm-hmm. but not in the way that she was being forced to. yeah well and that's the interesting the the part of it i didn't quote um because it's it's a fairly long bit but that you know the whole is who knows what she spoke alone um, you know, if, if mm-hmm. she might have spoken these things aloud, if not for how much she loved you guys. It's basically what Gandalf yeah. says. And I, I like the description of her as a wild thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yes. That's good. Yeah. So anyway, Aragorn uh, kind of ignores this and waxes about how terrible it is to, you know, see a lady who loves you and not be able to love her back. You know, the real tragedy here. So terrible. Um, but Aragorn uh, does remark, though, that. Uh, for Eowyn, uh, Aragorn is basically an ideal, not an actual person, but a metaphor for glory and heroic deeds. I can see this, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And while I hate to see a man making decisions about how a woman feels, but I, I can see this being accurate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, Aragorn now gets on to the healing part and puts the leaves of Athelas in the water. And this time it has no scent, but... Uh, was an air wholly fresh and clean and young, as if it had not before been breathed by any living thing, and came new-made from snowy mountains high beneath a dome of stars, or from shores of silver far away, washed by seas of foam. Poetry! Poetry. Poems. Aragorn then, you know, calls Eowyn, calls her name, and then uh, leaves right away, and tells Eomer to 
call her awake. Uh, Eowyn does wake up and immediately asks for Theoden, and Aomer says that he's dead. Uh, Gandalf remarks that it's great to see her awake to health and hope, uh, to which Eowyn dramatically replies, To health? It may be so, at least while there is an empty saddle of some fallen rider that I can fill, and there are deeds to do. But to hope? I do not know. She's very committed to the aesthetic, and I admire it. I admire it, too. I was just going to say, I mean, <laughs> that is some overly dramatic stuff, but I love it. Yeah, it's real good. It's good. Uh, last up is Mary, and Aragorn's already mostly done his thing by the time everyone gets into the room. So this time, the smell is like the scent of orchards and of heather in the sunshine full of bees. Is anybody else thinking about... This is a plant that smells or like I was other plants. Say, is this reminding anybody else of like the Harry Potter love potion, which mm-hmm. obviously I understand came decades later? But no, I totally thought the same thing, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, it smells like you know fresh cut grass and toothpaste. Yeah, the Shire. Um, but yeah, also like you know, if you wanted to make candles scented for Mary Owen and Faramir, now you know what scents to pick. It's the important <laughs> stuff, right? Because. I was going to say, that's the stuff that matters. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to make the relationship last. Uh, Mary, of course, wakes up hungry, uh, and he wants a smoke too, but this brings him grief because he'll never have that chance to smoke with Theoden. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Aragorn tells him, like, no, you, you should smoke and, and think on Theoden with fond memory. Uh, and and Mary is, Mary's okay with that. So he asks if Aragorn can get him some stuff to smoke. Uh, since he had had some in his pack, but he doesn't know what became of it in battle. And <laughs> this was the best scene in this entire chapter. So I'm just going to read the whole thing because it's great. So yeah, Mary asks We're him ready. for stuff to smoke. And Aragorn says, Master Mariadoc, if you think that I have passed through the mountains and the realm of Gondor with fire and sword to bring herbs to a careless soldier who throws away his gear, you are mistaken. If your pack has not been found, then you must send for the herb master of this house, and he will tell you that he did not know that the herb you desire had any virtues, but that it is called Westman's Weed by the Vulgar, and Galanas by the Noble, and other names in other tongues more learned. And after adding a few half-forgotten rhymes that he does not understand, he will regretfully inform you that there is none in the house, and he will leave you to reflect on the history of tongues. And so now must I." For I have not slept in such a bed as this since I rode from Dunharrow, nor eaten since the dark before dawn. Uh, Mary seized his hand and kissed it. I am frightfully sorry, he said. Go at once. Ever since that night at Bree we have been a, a nuisance to you. But it is the way of my people to use light words at such times and say less than they mean. We fear to say too much. It robs us of the right words when a jest is out of place. And I know that well, or I would not deal with you in the same way, said Aragorn. May the Shire live forever unwithered. And kissing Mary, he went out, and Gandalf went with him. Pippin remained behind. Was there ever anyone like him, he said? Except Gandalf, of course. I think they must be related. My dear ass, your pack is lying by your bed, and you had it on your back when I met you. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Uh, it's so good. I mean, uh, just every bit of Aragorn's thing. <laughs> the shade at the lore master or the herb master and, you know, just like taking the shit out of Mary. <laughs> I also just love the idea that like, like, I really hope this relationship between them doesn't change in the future and that 
for some reason, these two rando hobbits can get away with giving the King of Gondor, like, just the absolute hardest time ever. Yeah. yeah. I love it's them so, so much. Um, in a not humorous sense, I think it also kind of says a little bit more to, you know, it's kind of what each of the different people needed when they awoke and, you know, Mary needed. Mary needed a, a, a smoke and, and a laugh. Drugs. Right? Like. Yeah. A, an immediate return to normalcy. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, hobbits. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Mary and Pippin smoke a punch and Aragorn and Gandalf head out. <laughs> they leave orders that Eowyn shouldn't be allowed to leave for at least 10 days and not to tell Faramir of all of what happened to his father. Uh, Mary's cool to get up and walk around tomorrow, though. <laughs> yep. He's good. Yeah, totally fine. He didn't go through anything nope. or anything. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, so when Aragorn leaves the Houses of Healing, there's a huge crowd who had gathered asking him to heal their friends and kinsmen. So Aragorn and Elrond's son spend all night healing people, and the people name him Elfstone because of his fancy rock. So basically his own people picked the fancy name that he was prophesied at birth to be given, but he'd already been using that name, so I don't really know how that works. Well, I guess it's, he'd been prophesized to have it, so he'd been using it, which means he got to keep the Elfstone thing from Glorfindel in Fellowship, which means now they call him Elfstone. Yeah. What's like, it's it's not aft-shadowing, it's like Seems legit. paradox shadowing. <laughs> it's Schrodinger's shadowing. Ha! I like it. Thank you. <laughs> anyway... Um, after spending all night healing people instead of sleeping, uh, Aragorn leaves the city and goes back to his tent outside the walls. In the morning, the banner of Dol Amroth rises from the tower, and all the people of Minas Tirith wonder if Aragorn's coming was just a dream. Look, is the white tree blooming? Because if the white tree's not yep. blooming, we can't have a king. That's how it goes. I, I don't know. We heard everything else about what was going on up at the tower, except for the tree. So it's weird. So this was, I, I mean, I, I did mostly enjoy reading this chapter. Mm -hmm. It was really, really boring to write a summary. It was. For. I tried to start, like, and I wrote, like, two big paragraphs. And I was like, this sucks. Like, this is, yeah. this is just going to be the worst <laughs> episode ever because it's so boring. But then you got drunk, and so it was better. I got drunk. I've it had, like, one glass of wine, two glasses of wine. And I was a lot of sugar. Say, hang on. <laughs> Lots of sugar. No, I mean, it's just like we make magic tea and snark a lot. And also there's a poem. Well, there's a couple poems. Or there's yep. one actual poem and everything else was just kind of poemy. Poetic. Poetic is mm -hmm. the word. I'm with you. Yeah. So, you know, after a whole bunch of battle, we just sort of, we've hit this little lull and then, you know, more stuff's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, they're joking about their weed while Frodo's off, you know, dying, presumably. We don't know. I mean, we do know because we've read this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what, is Frodo, like, in She Loves Lair right now? No, 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 he's with... By now, he would have been captured. Wait, shit, where would they be right now? Because... Yeah. They saw the day go dark while they were climbing the stairs? Yes. So I would say by now, Frodo is captured. I don't know yet if Sam has recovered him. Um, no, Frodo isn't captured for another three days. I'm sorry, it takes them three days to get up those stairs? Something like that. How many stairs are there? Um, March March 15th is the battle. And then March 18th, Frodo and Sam are captured. Or, well, I guess which capturing are you talking? I guess, nope, that's not the capturing you're talking about. Never mind. I don't like this map or this timeline. <laughs> so actually, yesterday, Sam infiltrated the Tower of Kirith Ungol to okay, save Frodo. So they're in Mordor now. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, in three days from now, while they're 
wandering around, they get they get yeah captured. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we've got like a week to go, guys. <laughs> In book time, ten days. In, In book, book time. time, it'll be a while. <laughs> and with that, hmm? next time we shall be reading *Return of the King*, book five, chapter nine, the last debate. <gasps> Sounds like another sounds final chapter. <laughs> And I think that that is that. So if you wish to support us on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash so you want to read Tolkien. If you wish to support us in a non-monetary manner, we appreciate, you know, ratings and reviews on your podcast listening program of choice. You can always send us an email and tell us how that we were being maybe just a little too stupid in this one, but oh well. Uh, at wanttoreadtolkien at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at toreadtolkien. And that is it. And we shall see you later. I've been Caitlin. I've been Rachel. I've been Emmy. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. exchange which actually now that i think about it never mind that that sentence wasn't going anywhere i'm not there's no brain right. at the end of that sentence <laughs> i can't remember where i was going this, this is a great episode everyone we're all doing wonderfully we're great go us uh, did you have something no oh okay you just breathed intently i'm so sorry <laughs> i will stop breathing from now on <laughs> no more breathing um <laughs>